Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Mel Vandersloos is one of those incredible people that crosses your path and does not fail to leave a positive impression. We had randomly connected on a previous occasion, and even though it wasn't my initial intention, our conversation made such an impact on me, I felt compelled to extend a humble invitation to have her on the program. Mel is a truly talented travel photographer, content creator, and entrepreneur based in Montreal, Canada. With a passion for sharing the beauty of the world through her amazing images, her creativity and sense of purpose have not only earned the trust of an impressive catalog of high-profile clients and brands, but also seduced an equally impressive amount of followers on Instagram. Can't tell you guys how thrilled I am about this one. In this period of forced isolation and notable dependency on our devices, as well as social media platforms, I believe Mel is definitely a knowledgeable resource, as her particular vantage point can help us be more mindful of our personal well-being during these trying times. On this episode, Mel shares her personal insights on creating balance, the importance of journaling, embracing the chaos, digital detox, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 154 with Mel Vandersloos. Here we go. Mel, first of all, I want to, again, extend a warm, warm, warm sense of appreciation and, uh, you know, just gratitude uh, because I'm very, very, very sensitive to the fact that time, time is something, you know, that is so precious after health, especially during these times. And when someone uh, basically just when you extend that courteous, con- that courteous invitation and someone just said, yeah, sure, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, wow, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sound giddy, but it, it is a lot of appreciation, a lot of consideration and, and uh, you know, respect uh, to welcome you on the platform because, you know, we've only uh, started connecting over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, it's been a fun, a fun, entertaining exchange. Uh, I've always enjoyed uh, seeing your wonderful content. It's something that, you know, really jazzes me, you know, just to see all the fun cookie stuff that you're putting out but you know also i've also enjoyed you know the human being uh that that you are um because it, it's something that's really generating a lot of good energy uh a lot of uh great personality and uh you know for all, all the little tidbits uh that we had to exchange a little dms it's definitely you're definitely the type of individual that we want to have uh on the podcast because it's all about being human and you know making people realize that you know we're all in this together and uh, I believe you have a terrific perspective uh, to bring uh, to the platform. But, you know, just not wanting to put too much fluff on the intro. But Mel, I really want to say a very heartfelt thank you uh, for your time and welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so humbled to be here and to be having another conversation with you. Um, I really enjoyed our last conversation. So it's it's really it's really nice to be here. And yeah, I'm Appreciate excited. It. Appreciate it, man. Um, uh, as always, it's always funny to understand like how are we going to start a conversation. But you know what? I really wanted to ask this because uh, since I subscribed, you know, started following you on Instagram, there is one little tidbit video that I couldn't stop watching, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Some people text "Happy Birthday." Some people just call and say "Hey, Happy Birthday." Some people send a quick WhatsApp. You made the nicest and most genuinely emotion-filled highlight real life ever seen in a long time 
And that touched me so much, you know, for you to say happy birthday to your best friend. Obviously, I don't know the person, <laughs> but man, it, it again, it it's one of those things when you see that you're like, you know, that is that is, you know, that is true, genuine love for another human being. That is true appreciation for another human being. And when I see stuff like that, you know, I'm just like, with everything going on, it really brings it home, especially in these times of isolation, how this human connection that, you know, the human spirit fills us with, how important it is. And I guess I just want to throw it out there, you know, how, what was behind, you know, that little highlight wheel? Again, it's just 60 seconds, but it says so much. But what did it mean to you uh, to share that message with the world and especially with your best friend? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, this is uh, the video that I made was uh, for my best friend, Lisa. And we've been friends for, I think about 10 years. We always forget when we met and then we have to go back into photos like from a year ago. <laughs> um, but the whole, the whole idea around that video is, uh, I think I just found this profound gratitude for all of my friends and family this year with, you know, obviously with everything that's going on. And she in particular has been having a very uh, trying year. And I just found myself just so grateful for her and her friendship and everything that she's taught me and um, all the adventures we've been on together. We, we started, um, you know, growing our, our Instagram and our businesses together. And so we've just been through so much and, I think what happened is I was, um, I already had the idea that I wanted to do a post for her, but then I realized as I was going through looking for photos that I had so many videos. And so I just compiled them all together. And I, I just remember feeling just so good about that particular piece of content. And that's how I want to feel all the time. I just, I, I really just want to put things out that kind of evoke an emotion mm-hmm. and that definitely did that for me. So I was really proud of that piece of content and it also just gave me all the warm and fuzzies. So yeah, that's the story behind that piece of content. It's a beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful testament, you know, to, to friendship, you know, to the human spirit and, you know, just showing affection. And you know what? They do say that. Don't wait till the last minute to tell people what, what how, how much they matter to you. You know, life is short or can be short. It's, it's amazing, especially during these times. You realize, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you've experienced this, that, you know, recently you realize really quickly that this pause uh, that humanity is going through is really our gut check to see, okay, what matters to you, you know? Yeah, and I'm wondering so if that's right. something that you've experienced over the past year. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, it's uh, It's been... It's been a big gut check, I think, for many reasons. Um, I think a lot of people felt it with business. I definitely did since my business is surrounded uh, with travel. And when I wasn't able to do that, it really forced me to kind of pivot my thought process like, okay, well, if I can't travel, what else can I be doing? And so I've transitioned more into coaching and, um, you know, helping people with social media. And that's actually been quite fulfilling because a lot of people are having trouble, um, you know, getting their message out there. And social media right now is really vital for online businesses. You know, a lot of businesses have closed and they've transitioned into online. So, um, so yeah, pivoting that has actually been, um, 
been very rewarding. And it's something that I never would have thought about if this pandemic didn't happen. Um, So it's kind of a a beautiful thing in the middle of a mess. But I think also uh, it's really, it's, it's been, it's been a gut check for sure in terms of, you know, the people I want to surround myself with and just spending more time with my friends and family, um, even if it's just on a Zoom call, I think more than ever, I've just loved the human connection and just making sure that I'm nurturing all of those relationships. That's important. It's important. And one thing, um, some a lot of commentary I've been hearing a lot uh, from conversations, the fact that we're so used to being, you know, social, social animals, but the fact that we're being stuck at home, uh, you know, um, it's, it's forcing a lot of people to come to terms with, okay, the clutter in their home, the clutter in their lives, the clutter on their desk, the clutter, uh, the clutter. everywhere. <laughs> so much clutter. Oh my goodness. We, uh, we actually watched The Minimalist, my partner and I, okay. uh, I guess, have you ever heard of The Minimalist? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So they came out with, uh, I don't know if it's their second movie, um, but anyways, we watched it. And after we watched it, we were like, we need to go through our entire home and just get rid of 50% of it. You know, realizing how much stuff you don't actually use. It's crazy. It's heavy because people don't realize this. And you've shared a lot of that in terms of, you know, the energy that stuff takes around in your space. Cause like that, that treadmill you've never used or those books you don't read or, you know, those, a lot of stuff is not just physically present, but it's also emotionally present. It takes up space. Yeah. And sometimes we refuse to take ownership of the, you know, that, that, that belongs. No, but just in case of, in case of, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, it's sure. weird. Yeah, that's definitely the number one conversation before we, before we part with something is, oh, what if, what if uh, I lose 10 pounds? And what if uh, we're under this kind of circumstance? And so it's just so easy to continue to collect things for the what if moments. Um, but we've been home and like, this is obviously a very different time with us being home all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really realize when you live with all your stuff, how much of it you don't actually use. And for us, I mean, it was just more of, wow, you know, we can really afford to get rid of quite a few things. And once we started doing it, it was really like lightening the load. It really felt like we were breathing more fresh air, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. The, we we had that conversation a little bit earlier in our previous conversation, the fact that, okay, isolation has its setbacks, but also, you know, some people, like you and I, I we sort of enjoy the isolation, being a homebody. And I was wondering yeah. from the fact that when you go from, you know, from being your daily occupation of having to travel all over the world to produce this wonderful visual spectacle that, that you do so so skillfully, to just like switch. No, I'm stuck at home. But apparently, you have, as you told me, you're taking it rather well. So at the beginning, I was really loving it. Um, I think for the first six months, I was I was really just embracing being at home. And um, yes, I love to travel, but I'm also a huge homebody and I'm uh, definitely an introvert. So for me being at home and, um, you know, working on home projects like that was, I I felt like I was really thriving. And then it wasn't until, um, kind of the end of last year where I was really missing travel. 
And typically what happens when I go on a trip and I do press trips, which are a lot shorter, but then I also have longer trips that might be like two to four weeks. And those are every once in a while. Um, But what typically happens is I'll be away for two weeks and I'll start to itch to want to come home. Okay. So so I still get that feeling even when I'm traveling, you know, I, I really enjoy it, but then I'm also really missing home. And I think that that's pretty Uh, It's pretty standard for a lot of people, but then on the opposite end of the spectrum, people can also just leave home for years at a time and just completely love to live out of a suitcase. Um, I'm not one of those people. (laughs) I like to be, I like to have my space. I like to, you know, feel like I'm grounded and have a routine. Um, And then that's kind of my personal preference. But in the last year, I've I've definitely developed my own morning routine. And that's felt really nice and really grounding. Um, And I've only been able to do that within the last year. Otherwise, I wasn't able to really have much of a routine. So I think it's just finding like the, the, um, I don't know, the rare parts that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to enjoy. Nice. Nice. You know, one thing that, um, that Austin, that, that, that comes up, especially with the conversation I have with some people who are stuck at home and who are finding it difficult. See, you're taking it well and thank you for sharing is the fact that some people are very uneasy and that unease. So I've heard comes from the fact that a lot of people are not used to being alone and we're talking about being alone with themselves because yeah. sometimes that the, that isolation forces you to look inward. And for some reason, for some reason, for some people, that's an ugly place to look at. And where do you think that comes from? Um, Well, I think what comes to mind first is uh, before I started dating my partner, Mike, um, I was single for quite some time. Um, The last boyfriend that I remember I had was uh, when I was 16. So I really, I, I went through a lot of that alone time by myself. And, uh, and, uh, honestly, like some of those thoughts were, you know, were really scary, really daunting. Sometimes I didn't enjoy being alone. Um, but I think within all of the thoughts that you have on your own, it's also that time where you can dig a little deeper. And one thing that I started last year was I really got into journaling. Oh, okay. Yeah. And journaling has been like a, a saving grace for me. Um, I do it every morning and I just prompt myself with, it could be a hard question. It could just be like, I'm, you know, writing out my thoughts, like whatever comes to mind. Um, but some questions are, you know, what's holding me back from, um, you know, posting on Instagram. You know, if I haven't posted in a few days, it's just asking myself the simple question, what's holding me back? And often what comes up are like insecurities or just things that I need to bring to the forefront and deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, So an example for that, if I'm talking about like not posting for a few days, I'm like, oh, you know, Malik, what's holding you back? Why don't you want to do anything? Like, Why don't you want to post? And what comes up is um, I don't think it's going to be good enough. You know, I'm not traveling, so it's not as pretty. Um, you know, I want to post content that's recent, but I don't have anything. So that means I have to go out and shoot. There's all of these thoughts that come up in our head. And I think journaling is such a beautiful way to just put your brain to paper and kind of work out 
work out the thoughts that you probably wouldn't have been able to do if you were just sitting there thinking. Right. Right. So I think definitely if, if you've never, if you've never really sat with yourself to hear your own thoughts, it's def- it could definitely be a very scary place to be. Um, but I think it's, it's one of those things that um, is so important because of all the relationships you'll have in your life. The one that you have with yourself is the most important. Wow. And, um, I think, yeah, one way to do that could definitely be, uh, journaling or it could be meditation. Um, it also could be, um, could be therapy for a lot of people. Okay. But I am curious though, uh, just in terms of best practices, since you have the experience to tell us, because the thing is some people will go on Amazon, they'll buy like the nicest year planner diary type thing. And then they'll sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write every day. Where do they fall short? Because a lot of people are just saying like, they open that, they open that, bo- that notebook, that binder, they grab the pen and they're like, okay, what do I write? It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, okay, I had a, bre- I had a cheese sandwich for breakfast and then that's that's how people confuse journaling and if you could just give us some guidance because a lot of people listening to you yes they've heard of the best practices but a lot of times they fall short because they have no idea what they're doing so uh best practice for me um i actually went on amazon and i purchased very cheap notebooks um they were actually amazon basic notebooks i think it cost me 10 bucks for three of them um, and I like the cheaper ones just because I'm not afraid to ruin them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing where um, people have a hard time starting is if you get this really beautiful journal, you want to keep it perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's not the idea. The idea is just to put your brain to paper. So finding a journal that you're going to be okay, you know, um, is scribbling in or, um you know, like writing quickly and it doesn't have to be perfect. Just find yourself a notebook that you're going to be confident, you know, messing up and um, scribbling out words, like anything like that. And then in terms of actually writing, there are some really good journal prompts on uh, Pinterest. Uh And so if you just search journal prompts, there are a ton that will come up. Um, and then as you, as you start going and, and asking yourself these questions, there might be more that come up as you go. Um, so sometimes when I'm sitting down in the morning, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I really want to write about. And so I might start writing about how I'm feeling or writing about the day that was yesterday. And then something might come up like, oh yeah, that was one thing that I you know, wanted to expand on. Um, and it could be something like, um, maybe you got into an argument with your significant other and you're just wondering why, um, you know, why, uh, you got riled up in a conversation, you know, like what could you have done better? What could, you know, is there something you could have communicated better? So stuff like that kind of comes up and that's, I think where I would start. So you're saying that we shouldn't, get first of all caught up into the logistics make it very basic make it very simple and not overthink it because that's the thing also because we want it we want to to, we want the thoughts to be perfect we okay i need to find something meaningful and you know this this life-changing thought i need to put it down the paper but what i'm hearing is that we shouldn't overthink it no the process is so um the process is very simple and our brain is already we make it so much more complicated than it has to be 
So I think the simpler, the better. Like I said, get a cheap notebook and just sit down and start writing. And if you're looking for more, um, more like in-depth prompts, you can go to Pinterest, like I was saying, um, and just see what comes to you. I mean, it's really just an an exploration of your brain. And I always tell people it's more like having a coffee with your brain. I like that word. Yeah. Just sitting down with yourself and having a conversation. And I think, I think it turns, it turns a lot of people away just because they're afraid of what will come up, Mm -hmm. but I think it's scarier to, I, I think it's scarier for it to live on in your brain and not come out at all. Wow. So just write something, write what's on your mind. Don't judge yourself and just, just write it. Because that's what you're thinking at that moment. And just lean into that. Totally. Wow. Wow. See, I'm already taking notes as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I sound giddy because I am. You know, it's it's a lot of fun because a lot of people listening to this are probably dealing with this circumstance of, you know, I'm calling it confusion, uh, questioning, because that's also what happened with the pandemic. A lot lot of people have fallen into that that, uh, crossroads, if you will of having to um, take ownership of their decisions leading up to where they are currently are in their lives. And a lot of people are questioning, what am I doing? Where am I going? And, you know, it's been, it's been, it's, it's a lot. And these are part of a lot of conversations I've been hearing. And one a wonderful little interview you gave uh, on the um, pull it together uh, podcast. I really enjoyed that one. Um, basically it was about creativity, but there's one, one thing that you said, and I just held on to it because I, I need to ask her about this. You basically said there is beauty in discomfort because you guys were talking about the fact that when we feel confused, when we feel in a rut and we have absolutely no idea, is this the right decision? Is this is the wrong decision. I'm on the fence. What do I do? Where do I go? And you talked about the path that any path will do. And I love that because it's so I beautiful. It literally, it really fell off my, I, I really literally fell off my chair. I was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, that... of, it's probably one of the best, uh, the best things my dad ever said to me. Oh, that was from your dad? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, uh, he was actually part of a, a program called the forum and it was all about transformation. Mm-hmm. I actually did it when um, when I was 21, maybe, and it was a, a very life changing course. Um, but he did it for years, and he uh, he was also part of um, he like headed headed um, like more facilitated and helped um, like the the leader in uh, in that course. Mm-hmm. And so he would always share like stories from it, and then also just words of wisdom and. So many times when I was going through university and I just hated everything about it because I, I wasn't someone who really liked to sit down and listen to somebody. Um, I was the person that liked to get my hands dirty and learn that way. Uh And so every time I got frustrated, um, and I just said to him, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and I really hate school and I just don't, I don't know. I feel lost. And he says, when you feel lost, he said, just pick one path or pick, you know, one direction. And he said, because in the end, like any path will do, because if you're just sitting there, like trying to decide on something, if you decide on one thing and it's not for you, then you go another path. 
And so I just thought that that was so profound and so simple when my brain was making it so complicated. And he just said, look, if you don't know where you're going, any path will do. Pick one and see what happens. Just pick a lane. Yeah. Just pick a lane, pick a lane and, and see where it takes you. It's, you know, because when I heard you say that and the fact that, you know, you said and you said it so beautiful that there is beauty and discomfort because a lot of people want to be sure. A lot of people want to be certain. A lot of people want to have that that reassurance that, okay am I making the right decision? And you said it like, listen, discomfort is part of the journey. I think probably the most beautiful part of the journey. And I think it's the most obviously the most uncomfortable and it's still so uncomfortable for me. Um. But it's also the biggest growth part, I find. You know, you really grow in your discomfort because that's where you kind of, you figure things out. You know, like when when you've, uh, when you find yourself successful and you're not at the end of the journey, but like mm-hmm. the discomfort is in the, is in the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. You know, like your journey is figuring it out and being in discomfort. And so I think that's what I meant when there's, when I said like, there's, there's beauty and discomfort, there's like a very big growth opportunity, um, in that, in that space. And a lot of times, um, that's where a lot of people, it's either fight, flight or freeze, you know, cause a lot of people just like to be in the aforementioned comfort zone because it's sure. a scary feeling to think that, you know, beyond that discomfort, beyond the, where was it? I heard that quote. Uh, the best version of your life lies on the receiving end of your fear. Oh if yeah. We, if you don't choose to actually overcome that fear, like fear is part of the process either way. I'm sure you've had these opportunities where, you know, like a client calls, and you're going to go on this wonderful project or something. You're like, you have no idea where you're going. What, what, why would they call me those, the, that, that, that uh, imposter syndrome or something all the time. Still to this day, you still, you still get that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. I, uh, I actually, I actually took on a huge project at at the beginning of, or maybe at the end of last month. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to myself, oh man, like it, this is something I've, I've done before, but it's, I'm not a professional. Like, I, I wasn't thinking that I was a professional at it. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And um, I, I actually started working with a business coach uh, this year. And I was expressing to her, you know, like, here's where I'm at. And she's like, she's like, but you've done this already. You know, like, it's not like you don't know how to do it. You know, you've, you're fully capable of doing this. And it's always us just getting in our own way. Mm -hmm. And I took a chance on myself and I, uh, pitched them my, uh, my rates for the project. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. Boom. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a really exciting moment when I finally conquered that, you know, the, the imposter syndrome and the fear of, oh, I don't want to disappoint them. And I want, you know, the project to be beautiful. Um, but yeah, I, it, it happens, it happens all the time for sure. How many times do we underestimate our potential undervalue our efforts and, you know, just to, just to, I don't know to feel or convince people or convince ourselves of our own, I'm sorry to say it, of our own BS, because we're just making up stories in our head that, you know what, we're not worth it. Or why would they pick me? Why would they hire me? No, I'm not, I'm not that good or whatsoever. We fall into that. And it's, it's a rut that I see. 
And I've been guilty of that so many times. And I'm just slowly leaning leaning into the fact that, you know what, you need to celebrate yourself. You need to believe in that own potential of yourself. And, you know, if someone as accomplished as you are with all that you've done, you know, can still, you know, be, you know, admit to us that that's a feeling that never goes away. So people need to, you know, just give themselves a little bit credit because you know what, we just need to choose for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's also practice. Um, Mindset is definitely, at least for me, it's something that I will um, continue to build on over my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that there's perfection in mindset. I think it's just, you're constantly learning as a human being and um, yeah, mindset is, is definitely no different. You know, I can, you know, I, I could go a full month without having imposter syndrome and then something comes up and it's, you know, just something I have to continuously practice. But I think it's really important to, to work on mindset because it's, it's such a game changer. Like the minute that you change your mindset to I'm worth, you know, this amount of money, like I, I do amazing work and my rates are, are, are worth my time and, mm-hmm. and worth my skills. And that, that was definitely hard for me to admit at the beginning. And I definitely know there will be times where I also, I also question that. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, it's just, it has to be a constant reminder in the back of your head, like, hold on a minute. No, no. No, I'm, I'm definitely worth that amount of money and, you know, I deserve happiness and, you know, all the things that you want for your life. It's just, it's, it's a constant mindset, mindset shift. It's discipline. It's discipline. What I'm hearing from you, you know what, because again, admitting to yourself again, here we go again, just being okay with who you are and totally understanding and tapping into your own greatness and understanding like, you know what, you've put in the effort, you've put in the time, you've put in the training, you've put in the expertise, you know, you know what you're doing, you can back it up and you have the work to show for it. Like, you know what, do not apologize for your greatness. Because a lot of times, a lot of times you will want to basically lower yourself. And I'm not, I don't mean this in a condescending way. You would just want to level yourself with subpar performers where, you know what, you are a notch above and you need to accept that. But uh, we're always building and it's uh, it's a great revelation to see how far we can go. Um, but it's, it's a great feeling. See, I'm just, I'm breathing like, oh, it's okay. I'm human. I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's totally fine. I think the, I think the comparison between yourself and others is also, um, a really detrimental practice. And it's one that, um, I've, I've definitely fallen victim to several times. And even to this day, I still do. Um, but you know, like everyone has their own story and to compare yours to somebody else is just a huge disservice to you because everyone is on such a different path. And I think it's, uh, I, I, it's one of the things that I find very hard about social media Mm -hmm. is that a lot of people just post the highlight reel and that's fine. As long as you realize that that's what it is and you don't compare that to the life that you're living. Okay. Those are big words right there. Okay. I get you. Um, because a lot of people fall into that trap. You have the experience, basically, like, you know, you're you're the Instagram expert here. But I realize that a lot 
you know, we just keep scrolling and scrolling and liking. It's like, oh my God, they've got the most awesome life ever. But you understand that there is a story behind that. This is the story I choose to tell you. But do right. you really know what's going on in the background? No, you don't. And the fact that we're always, always comparing ourselves to that highlight, that can have a lot of negative consequences. Yeah, for sure. Wow. wow. It's um, because a lot, not, I'm, I don't want to make this basically knocking social media or Instagram or the Facebooks of the world, uh, because uh, a lot of people can do a lot of good through social media, whether through social causes or building relationships or building communities. It, they're, they're great platforms, but everything, everything has to have a balance. You know, sometimes I even catch myself because sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and everything. And I know I'm, I'm, not the best user because I'm all over the place. And sometimes I'm not sure if you've experienced this is this that sometimes there's so much noise. And then sometimes yeah. you realize that you have to step away. You have to delete the apps and you have to walk away. A lot of people are talking about that anxiety because we're always looking, trying to find the information. We're bombarded all over the time. We want to keep up. We want to keep up, but you can't, but you can't. And sometimes you really do get exhausted. And I had that question for you. Is that, is, is, is that kind of fatigue? normal am i just am i just crazy <laughs> but no, is that something that happens it's it's absolutely normal i mean I, a lot of people in my field a lot of photographers and creatives like they we all find ourselves having to take a break you know as human beings we're not you we're not used to um absorbing so much information and ever since instagram and tiktok have developed the scroll you know it's like never ending there's no, there's no end point. It's just constant, constant, um, uh, information and content. And I think it's just really important to have like set your limits with it. You know, if you only want to be on social media for, you know, 30 minutes at this time, then set a timer. And when that timer goes off, you get off the app, mm -hmm. um, just to have like that, that cue for yourself to see like, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Um, because we all get so caught up in just continuing to scroll and to continue to absorb it. We do. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely exhausting and, uh, I've had my fair share of breaks on social media. Um, for me, I, um, I have uh, a boundary that is set where if I find that my mental health is suffering because I'm on the app too much, then I take a break. Okay. I, I'll take like one day or two days off and I, I won't go on the app and I'll just, you know, be with, be with my own thoughts, you know, do activities that are outdoors, go for a walk, um, just kind of reground myself and get back into my own thoughts as opposed to when you're on the app, it's kind of the thoughts of everyone else. And okay. so I think it's just really important. And that's also the reason why I like journaling is because they're, they're my thoughts, right? They're not anybody else's. So it's just important to, to listen to the thoughts going on in your mind. Wow. And if you of all people can afford, basically can willingly decide to get yourself off the app and go, go do stuff that fuels you go out for a walk, go journaling, go do a recipe, go listen to some music. How, what does that say to the rest of us who don't do it as a business? Don't do, do not have to have that, that, you know, that obligation, quote unquote, to actually be there. You know what? It's okay to take a step back because the world keeps turning. 
whether you're on the app or not. Because that's there's that fear of missing out, right? As we all like to call it. A lot of people think like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out so much. The world keeps turning, you know? Absolutely. There are way more important things out, out there in the world. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Wow. Mel, um, I promise I wouldn't keep you too long. It's one of those candid, very heartfelt, and very genuine type of exchanges that definitely makes life worthwhile. Mel, I want to thank you for this wonderful time. Thank insight, so generosity, and again, you're such a nice person. I can't say any enough good things about you. You know what? Um, we all we are just the last two questions I like to always close off the episodes with. First of all, shameless plugging. If uh, the listeners want to connect with you on the interwebs, where can we reach you? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram. It's at um, Vandersloos. Uh, uh-huh. It's it's a Dutch name, so often have uh, some misspelling there but um i'm sure you guys can find me there yes ma'am and uh yeah i mean once you're on my instagram then there's there's links to everything else epic 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 and the last running tradition not putting the guest on the spot is basically an orphan open floor type of question invitation for the guest to actually you know a quote a kind thought because you dropped so many gems already but hey i'm asking for one more <laughs> a quote a kind thought a sonnet a song lyric anything that the listeners or anyone who needs to hear it something that can they can pick up as a next step you know taking them that next step wake up tomorrow and take a next step towards the next level what can we leave the listeners with oh that's a good one i would remember oh, okay i might have a couple I would remember every day to wake up and choose to live the life. I guess choose to live your life the way that you want to. You can always choose to be happier. You can always choose to have a different perspective. Um, And just don't forget that life can be very short. So just, just take just take life by the horns. Just do everything that you've ever wanted to do and don't hold back. Wow. I think that's all I've got. Otherwise I would have said something about comparison, which I've already said. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mel Vandersloos, content creator, awesome travel photographer. Guys, please do follow her on Instagram. Mel, again, Thank you so much for this wonderful time. Again, I'm sitting here, you know, all the way in my little basement in Kanziak, and I'm just smiling everywhere because this is such great energy. Please, anytime, open invitation. You know, I know you're super busy, but anytime you want to be back, it's always an open invitation. You're always welcome. Thank you so much for your time on the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Guys, I will link up Mel's contacts and uh, social media presences on the blog post when the episode goes live. Another episode of Awaken the Awesome in the can. As always, guys, thank you so much for your support of this Awaken the Awesome journey. Stay blessed, stay safe, and as always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.